Radio, right here on 104.5, 106.1, the sister stations, and streaming worldwide at IRLoneStar.com. This is, of course, uh, the Corona edition of Nerd Thug Radio, so coming live via Anchor, little brother Nico. Yep, still in the underground bunker, still won't find me for another 10 years. Uh, wake me up when it's over. What was, what's the movie with uh, Brendan Fraser? The Mummy? <laughs> yes, yeah, that's it. That's that's perfect. You know, I mean, it's not too far off. You're pretty ugly. Uh, <laughs> no, the, <laughs> um, like you calling Brendan Fraser ugly? You, I was calling you the Mummy in that one. Uh, uh. <laughs> you're barely underground. Um, Christopher Walken like builds a bomb bunker, a nuclear bunker, and him and the wife and the son and the son like flash so they think nuclear war happens in like the 70s or something so they go into the bunker and then flash forward to the 90s and Brendan Fraser is now a man so Christopher Walken sends him into the world to find a woman to bring back to the bunker it sounds like a terrible movie but I mean, I'm on board it was a typical Brendan Fraser movie There are no good, there are no bad, there are only Brendan Fraser movies. You know, good for him. (laughs) Uh, I always like to make fun of him, and then, like, I heard, like, the horror story that was his life, and then I sort of felt bad for him. I mean, he got, he kind of got the sad look. Well, like, there was, um, I guess basically, a couple, like, he lost some money in some movies and some bad investments. And then the wife leaves him, and he just gets destroyed on, like, alimony and child support payments right around the time where he stops working. Awesome. So, essentially, she drains him of, like, cash? Now, I don't know what he owns or doesn't own, but, like, essentially, he goes liquid broke. Um, and then they're talking about doing a relaunch of The Mummy, and he's all excited, and then Tom Cruise takes his... his, his, his his bit. <laughs> That's literally his. Like, if they would have just and I, like whatever happened to the monster movie? Because this was supposed to be like an extended universe. Well, you know what's like, weird is if you were picking someone to start a movie franchise universe type thing with, I mean, Tom Cruise would be up there, right? Right. Well, that was the that was like the whole bit behind. Oh, what was the other? There was like one other movie that was supposed to lead into like. Because, like, the universal, because it was supposed to be, like, the resurrection of, like, the old school universal monsters. So, like, right. the mummy, so, Frankenstein. So, like, they were all Crow, supposed to be. Russell Crowe was Jekyll and Hyde. And, and, yeah. And, like, there's a whole little bit where him and Tom Cruise fight for no reason. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Like, this was supposed to be, like, a thing. And, like, it like it got, like, one movie and then ceased. It, but they had signed everyone else. They had signed Antonio, um, or no, uh, Javier Bardem. They had signed Johnny Depp. Um, they had signed people to be in these movies, and and then Dracula, because I think the uh, the Dracula movie from like nine years ago was supposed to be like part of the start of it. Because uh, like he makes like a cameo. Does he? think so he's like supposed like they talk about him maybe that's what it is um because like because they like they like they say his name or something like that because at the end of that movie like so it's like the origin story of like vlad tepes dracula vlad the impaler type deal and then like 
at the very end, it shows him like in modern day. Oh, maybe it was then. So then it really is Tom Cruise's fault. Yeah, I don't know. That's. But like, he basically kills the mummy movie. Um, the mummy was supposed to be in the movie more. Mm-hmm. And Tom Cruise basically has in his. When he comes onto a movie, his terms are pretty draconian. He's like, hey, bro, you're getting Tom Cruise. So. Uh, like what he says goes. Yeah, I I do recall him being in an immense amount of that movie. Like, well, he, even more so than a main character. Like, well, so he, he has a rule. The... Like, he his character is the main character of any movie he's in. So he has like rewrites and stuff, and his character has to be in the movie more than any. Like, it's like a, like a fifty one percent rule or something. Like, Tom Cruise is the leading actor in your movie. It's so strange to me. And he has his own team that comes in and like rewrites stuff and like helps with editing and direct like makes directing suggestions and the whole bit. Yeah, I guess Tom Cruise just murdered this franchise. Essentially. But like what's weird is Mission Impossible, right? Like they're Yeah, they're but Mission Impossible up. like became Tom Cruise. Like that's what he's like that's when I think of like a Tom Cruise movie. I think of Top Gun and I think of Mission Impossible. That's it. <laughs> but, but I mean, if he literally they're on their they're they're filming their third trilogy of movies right now, or yeah, around COVID. So if he can make three trilogies of movies with Mission Impossible, how can he not make a part of a franchise about hunting monsters? Because he's he became too important. Like I think that's why the MCU worked is because it took actors that weren't really well known and then like then they became relevant because of it well uh i get uh, at least down their luck if they are known because like R- yeah like they're not they're not like you RDJ know was, what was the last thing RDJ was, yeah. was a former oscar nominee um, yeah but he hadn't done anything in a long time right. by the time iron man had come out and they actually made him audition and they didn't even warn him Right, and then he turned out to you know, like you can't you can't even say anyone that would be the Iron Man, no. like he feels so perfect for that role. Although, uh, from what I understand, Marvel, if they were trying to convince John Favreau that it was Sam Rockwell who should be Iron Man, isn't that the guy that played? Um, he basically comes the back, bad guy in two. He comes back and plays a Tony Stark knockoff in Iron Man Two. Yeah, which is pretty funny. It I is. thought that's that's cute. I don't know. I don't know that it would And been... I'm sure like and I'm sure it would have been like, you know, different universe it would have been the other way around, which would have been even funnier. That would have been great. Um, if if Justin Hammer would have been played by Robert Downey Jr., how great would that have been? Um yeah. I don't know that you know, Sam Rockwell's a great actor too. I think it would still would have No, yeah, and like again, like think of like Iron Man One, the villain guy, I would have I forget what actor that is. Uh Jeff the other Jeff, Jeff Bridges. There you go. He's the most... He, I think he was the highest paid actor in Iron Man no, 1. No. You know who was? You, who? You know who was the most famous person in Iron Man 1 at the time? Who? Terrence Howard. I don't even know who that is. Terrence Howard, uh, Mr. Pimpin Ain't Easy himself. Hustle and Flow's very own Terrence Howard. Oh. The first iteration of uh, Colonel James Rhodes who gets replaced. Oh yeah, he does. He... Is the highest paid actor in Iron Man One? 
that's great. Like, see, like that's insane. Like they they literally replaced him <laughs> with someone less known. Five five and a half million something like that was the salary for that movie. Just like a third of the budget. Then. <laughs> the funny thing, so like his character was written far more into the movie uh, initially, and then John Favreau and Robert Downey Jr. both are so exhausted working with him they're so over it that they just cut him from a bunch of stuff yeah like they just start changing the script and changing scenes and like he just starts getting written out of stuff and minimized um like I think I even heard John Favreau say at one point that there was that uh at one point he might have even put the silver suit on in the first movie Not necessarily oh, wow. flown away with it, but like helped Iron Man. Right, but it doesn't he doesn't even use it. Yeah. He just looks at it, yeah. and then it's like, oh, that'd be really fun to machine. <laughs> right, he looks at it and says, "Next time," and he's not in. Right. in the, he's the, not in any of the other ones. <laughs> there is no next time for Terrence Howard, and then Terrence Howard is now mad at Robert Downey Jr. and at Marvel because uh, he got cut from the first Iron Man. <laughs> Essentially, he says that Robert Downey Jr. basically took his money and then also didn't stand up for him. He didn't like you, dude. Yeah, like also, I have, I have, I have no recourse for someone who's like, I'm upset because they didn't like me. It's like, well, it's not their fault. I mean, I don't know. Sometimes, I mean, it is what it is, right? Like, there are definitely people who don't like me. Right, and that's fine. Is it? Wait a minute. <laughs> Why is that fine? <laughs> because there's always there's always going to be someone who doesn't like you, no matter how good of a person or bad of a person you are. Hey, listen, you little sack of crap. Like I'm lovable. <laughs> okay, what are you talking? No about? one said the opposite. I'm just saying there's maybe a million people that love you, but there's always going to be that one guy that's like, hey, I don't like Corey. I don't know why. I just don't like him. Hey, that's not okay. I have a problem with that. <laughs> I like to believe that I am a thousand percent lovable, and the idea that there's a person who doesn't love me <laughs> destroys that. Like I can't live. Well, that's unfortunate because it's true. Uh, listen, I don't know that I concur with that. I now think we are on two totally different wavelengths here. Terrence Howard and I are going to make our own Iron Man movie now. <laughs> it's going to call. It, we're going to call it War Machine, <laughs> just to mess with you. <laughs> This time, Robert Downey Jr. says next time. <laughs> and then we cut him from the movie. <laughs> what do you mean people don't like me? Where are you even getting this information from? Of course people like me. No, I didn't say that either. <laughs> I don't even... <sighs> You're fired. <laughs> you can fire me on air. <laughs> <laughs> we, we don't have enough drama. The ratings aren't high enough. You're fired. Doing it right here. This will go viral. You blew it. Local man is fired by his own brother. <laughs> Just barely even a headline. But uh, I, mean, I, we're gonna have to move on because I don't even know what to say to that. Of course, people love me. I. No one said they did in Corey. People love me and Tom Cruise. I don't know. I don't know where you're even getting your information from now. Anyways, they spent too much money on Tom Cruise. They probably could have. <laughs> They could have, like, maybe if this universe was cool. And I mean, like, it's monsters. Like, people love the universe. I actually monsters. really, I liked the Mummy movie, actually. I thought it was good. 
I haven't I, I haven't finished it. I think I've seen like parts of it, but I never like sat down and watched the whole thing. I did watch the the vamp uh, the Dracula one though. I, I guess I have to watch this one. I don't. You'll have to show me which one you're talking about. I think it's called like Dracula, like Rising or something like that. It's, it, it came out a long time ago, but that was when they first started like the rumblings of the monster, like the revival of the Universal monsters. Well, because they were going to start with like a Dracula and then like move from there. It's totally dead now, by the way, because the Invisible Man was supposed to be part of it originally. Yeah, and he's not even that. Well, I heard that now they made that. Really uh, they made that the wife murder horror movie about it. So that's it right. now. It's over. That's gone. Yeah. So because that was that was originally supposed to be part of it. Yeah, originally that Invisible Man. Well, it's because everyone basically was like, for a hot minute, we're like, we're going to make, we're going to be the next Avengers. We're going to be the next 78 film series. And then it turned out it was way harder than people thought it was. And it wasn't just make a bunch of movies in the same universe. Yeah, you can't just go around and tell you. I I mean, I don't know. It just feels, you've got to do it. There's only one way to do it, and it's too to do it organically and everyone who's like shows up and is like hey we've signed 30 people to 12 movies it's gonna be amazing like how about was the yeah. first movie's good right and i think that was kind of like the argument we always made about the original like run of like this the, the first justice league movie was that they were like we're gonna start with a we're gonna superman all right next one superman v batman all right next one wonder woman all right next one justice league it's like it took you three movies to get to the big one, and two of them are, like, duo movies. <laughs> yeah, like, it definitely wasn't... It wasn't as organic. Like it, it wasn't. You're right about that. Uh, right. By the way, uh, two things. A, the Snyder movie, as of right now, the Snyder cut is not part of DC film continuity. Wrap your brain around that. Got, <laughs> Zack Snyder literally makes all of DC continuity, but his his third film in his trilogy isn't in the film continuity. Yeah. Well, I think it technically can't be because it's not an official release or whatever. But he's the one saying it. Like, they gave him everything back, and they're like, okay, just put your movie out. And he's like, technically this movie's not canon. What? Like, <laughs> all right. Well, you know, canon, canon is irrelevant anyways. Like, Canon's only relevant to people who really care, but, and honestly, I don't think anyone does. Oh, everyone does. This is this. I mean, no, this... I I know I know everyone does. I say this. I say this jokingly because everyone is obsessed for some reason with yeah. the, the, the theoretical cut. greatest movie of all time. Right. Yeah, this is the Snyder cut. And by the way, you know, are you ready? Mm-hmm. Estimated runtime as of this as of yesterday, two hundred eighteen like... minutes. What what is that? Like almost four hours. So four hours would be two hundred and forty, but three hours is one eighty. You are at three and a half hours. You know what movie's three and a half hours? Infinity War. No, Endgame. Endgame's three and a half hours. Yeah, Endgame should be three and a half hours because it's wrapping up twenty movies of stuff. Yeah, it's like ten years and twenty movies. Uh, why is this the same length at, uh, I don't know, like four movies and three canceled ones? Like, what? what is this? <laughs> 218 minutes as of right now. That's insane. I, my issue with that, I read a great quote. 
uh, Jordan White is the editor of the X-Men line for Marvel. Mm-hmm. I follow mm-hmm. him on Twitter. He's not that interesting. It's only an okay follow. Uh, okay. <laughs> but, I mean, it is what it is. But anyway, he, he comments about the Snyder length, uh, the length of the film, and he's like, this is when you need an editor. There's no almost no reason on the planet to make a three-and-a-half-hour movie. Right. The only reason the Marvel one is that long is because it, it wanted to take you for the ride. Well, and think about this. like if Ten if, years of content. If Endgame wasn't a culmination of ten years worth of movies, the last 20 minutes aren't even on there. You don't even have to do the funeral scene. You don't have to do the stuff with Captain America going back in time and then handing the shield off and all the other. You know what I mean? Like, you end it with yeah, them snapping you and you just go to credits. Right. Yeah, that's true. So, like, yeah, I mean... Well, no, Infinity War is not even that long. It's just Endgame is the one that wraps everything up. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, like Endgame, so Endgame, and really the reason it wraps everything up is, again, they're saying goodbye to these five core characters. Right, and, like, the beginning is, is them figuring it out, and then, like, it's it's just a, it's like a, it, it feels just like, it, it feels good, and it's organic. Yeah, and, and they're, but they're, but it's a lot of fan service on the back end. That they could have, yeah, like, no, like, yeah. like if, if they if they really wanted to finish it, yeah. they they finish it in three hours, yeah, for sure. And I think that that's sort of the, I, I don't know how Justice League gets to four hours, but there it is. I, I think I think there comes like there's a, there's a lot of writers that will tell you that like once you finish writing something, you just start cutting until like you have the absolute core of what you want, and yeah. that's like not at all his writing style. Apparently not. He's just like, and then more, and then we had more. <laughs> well, like, so I'll, so when I'm building stuff, I add in, like, I, I don't, for, I don't add in, but I, I like, I know all the stuff that needs to happen in one story, like the things that I want to see happen in this story, and then I see what fits, right. and sometimes, yeah, it makes it, it makes for it to be tighter, but you, you, I mean, you only have what you have, like. Right, you gotta, you gotta know, you gotta know when to stop. Yeah, exactly. Um, actually, that brings up another good thing that I was kind of complaining about. Uh, X Force number ten came out two weeks ago, mm-hmm. and this has been going on in the X Men books since the relaunch, and I haven't complained, but I don't like it. But I'm going to complain now. Uh, okay. They didn't start it. it. It started in some indie books, and it's a neat thing for the indie books. It works, but this is X Men. You don't do this. They are using pages of prose intermixed in the comic book to, like, finish scenes or tell you something that's going on that they didn't feel like showing you. So, like, it'll be, like, and then they rescued so-and-so and and went back home and then, like, like, picks up when they're at their house? yeah, 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 exactly. Or, like, it'll start off with, like, the prince has a son named Todd, and Todd was just infected with a disease, and he's on his deathbed, and things aren't going well. But then, like, they mention the son, but they never ex- they never explain what's going on. It's because you're supposed to read the prose on the first. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. uh, and so it's it's now reached a point where they're now finishing important scenes with it, and I have a problem with that. Uh, oh yeah, that's for sure. That's that seems like just poor planning. So Jean Grey and Beast and X so X Force is now like the CIA of Krakoa Island. Okay, uh, mm. for those who haven't been following the whole X Men stuff, essentially, I'm going to use this metaphor. I don't mean this in like a weird anti-Semitic way, but 
but essentially X-Men are now they've started like their own mutant Israel uh, and if you are a mutant you are automatically eligible for citizenship and protection under the Krakoan laws as its own nation in other words yeah there's a, there's a, there's a there's a mutant nation state out in the middle of nowhere in the plant world. Yeah, and they can use these portals and all that. But more importantly, essentially, if you're a mutant, you're not subject to man's laws. You are subject only to mutant oh, laws. And that's that's why I draw the parallel to Israel is two reasons. Uh, if you're Jewish, you are always welcome. Like Israel, you naturally have citizenship there. And the other part is uh, you can. This happened in a couple episodes of Law and Order, and I've heard of it before, but I don't know the specifics. But essentially, you can serve your time in Israel Jewish prisons if you so request. Mm-hmm. So, like, if you commit a crime, so, like, in Law and Order, there's an episode where a guy is accused of committing a crime, blah, 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 but he wants to go to Israel and sit in Israel jail instead of, like, New York jail. And old Jack McCoy has to fight it. Um, he's a man that doesn't believe in. Well, he he owes the city, the people of New York is is how Jack feels. He doesn't. That's that's the debt that needs to be paid. But anyway, so that's why I draw the allegory to mutant Israel. That's what I'm saying there. Right. But so X Force is now the CIA. Um, and so Jean Grey has been helping, and Beast is like running it, and they get into this argument about do the ends justify the means and its ethics and like morals. It's a big deal, these two having this conversation, because these are two of the founding five X-Men. Right. These are, these are two integral characters that have played an important role, these not are... only in the X-Men, but in, like, comic history, too. Yeah, this, is exactly. a, this is a big deal. These are two-fifths two of the myth. Like, this is 40% of all of it, okay? Like, this right. is a big deal. Well... They come to kind of a stopping point in the argument, but then you turn the page and there's a page of pros and it reveals that they can, they continue to argue and that when Jean finally leaves, she leaves on a line and Beast feels bad and literally wipes a tear from his eye. Why isn't that shown to us? <laughs> it's like, that's the ultimate imagery. Like, why wouldn't you finish that on the page? Yeah, I don't know. Like maybe, maybe it's just people's obsession with like, like I'm always I'm a real big fan of like showing everything that happens. Well, it's comic like, books. Like that's kind of the point. Like just like just show it to me. Like I don't need, like maybe I don't need four pages of them just arguing the ethics of it. But I, you know. Yeah, give me the rundown, but end with Beast crying. Yeah, no, I'm kind of with you. Right too. Like make the tighten up the dialogue again that's an editor uh well in the issue though the the first part of it is paced kind of slow so there's a couple pages there they could have stole but also there's a two-page bit where they're trying to make black tom really lovable in this series but they also play him as kind of a crazy person which is odd because the first thing they said on krakoa is that they have medicine now that cures mental illness So how crazy can he be? Like, right? Is he just is he just quirky, or is he a crazy person? Plus, he's on literally not with like nine telepaths, three illusionists. Like, they can't help yeah. this guy figure out whatever's going. Like, you know what I mean? Like, 
Come on. Like you can't you can't have a premise where it's like and then all your problems are solved and it's like, well this guy, not him though, he still has problems. And it's right. like, well then what happened to your premise, my guy? Like <laughs> is he just the one that no one wants to help? Like nobody likes him. Yeah, like does him? everyone hate him? Like is he And if they he... hate him, why are they trusting him with kind of an important job? Because like he's the interface between Krakoa and uh he's island security basically. Like he tells Krakoa yeah, like, what bad. Like, why is this guy the guy we're trusting with this? Yeah. And no one fixed him? And yeah. no one's going to help him? And so they spend two pages making him, like, try. they've been working on this. They've been doing it throughout the series to try and make him, like, the quirky, fun-loving Black Tom. But here's the problem. Uh, in, like, in a comics history, he's a terrorist. Um, in the Sideways X-Force issue, where it's Spider-Man and X-Force and Juggernaut, and they're all fighting, and it's the only Sideways Marvel comic ever, I think. Uh, Rob Liefeld famously drew it, I, I believe. It's Rob and I think Tom McFarlane, maybe. It's like a crossover between Spider-Man and X-Force. Um, it's because Black Tom tries to blow up the World Trade Center. Oh. Now, granted, it takes on a different context seven years later. At the time, no one knew that was going to happen. But Black Tom's a bad guy, and a really big one at that. Now, listen, I, they forgive the bad guys. Apocalypse is on Excalibur, Mr. Sinister runs like a mutant gene library i get that we're using them but there are other plant people and also black tom is definitely a terrorist <laughs> yeah i mean like it, it, like i don't know why it's almost easier to forgive someone like apocalypse because like he's so evil but he was always like mutant based evil right because it's just survival right that like is- and right, he's just like mutants are way more swag than everyone else, and everyone else sucks. Right. So like, obviously in the in the in the quote unquote mutant nation state, of course they would have him there. Like the duh, that's his whole stance. Yeah. Some of those like Magneto <laughs> that fits, Apocalypse that fits, Black Tom Cassidy that doesn't flank. Yeah, he just wants to blow up people. That's not that, that that's not like just all mutants, guys. Like no, that's right. not. He That's wasn't not a our freedom brooks. fighter. He was like a he was a criminal. He was a terrorist. Right. I think he was even fighting for like the freedom of like like Ireland at one point. You know how like the Irish and the British were having I think he was like an Irish oh, terrorist the... before he was even Was it was he was he for like the IRA or whatever? I think so before he was even cuz cuz Banshee and him are cousins and they're okay. And I forget, like I forget how familial based, like all of these oh, stories are. Very Shakespearean in that sense. Banshee comes from MI6. He's a British. He's like a European spy. That's his yeah, background. But... The Special Forces European spy stuff. And Black Tom Cassidy was like the ultimate Irish thing, I believe. Um, so I think I want to say that Black Tom is actually a, a like an NR like an IRA uh, ty- terrorist, I believe. I, mean, I, I have, I'd have to double check that, but like early '80s, that was still going on. Yeah, like that was a commentary on what was happening. Exactly, and that was where he comes from. Um, That's interesting. But, but now he runs security for the island. Yeah, I don't know, Chief. I don't know about that one. And anyway, he gets like if, if that's if that's the story, then maybe it's a little bit closer because it's like oh, he's fighting for rights, but still, no one's gonna help him. <laughs> anyway, he gets, like that still doesn't change your point. <laughs> yeah, he gets two pages in this in this issue, 
that he doesn't really need. Like, you can cut him completely, still have him show up when the other characters show up as part of, like, as the cavalry with the other characters. That's the thing. He shows up on his own, and then two pages later, Jean Grey shows up with other help because she leaves Beast mad and grabs some other people to go take care of it. It's like he could have been written into that group. Yeah, no one would have thought otherwise. Right. It would make sense. Yeah, it's literally... It's like, and you could have, and you could have had Beast crying. In no, we had to... Like, that doesn't happen often. Like, you gotta have that. And it's and it's because of something Jean Grey said to him. Like, that's the bigger part. Like, so ever since Brian Michael Bendis came, uh, did the X-Men, Beast has been, like, a big picture, the sacrifices of the few are worth it for the good of the many kind of concepts. And that's fine. Like, that's kind of big science. I don't necessarily disagree with that character. It's your boy. Big science here. Right. Well, I mean, like, big science. That's kind of, like, that that makes sense. I mean, especially if you're talking about Beast. Like, it seems kind of similar to what he's gone through. Well, and he's definitely been willing to experiment on himself. So, like, it's not as though he's putting unfair value on things. Like, he feels like even himself is fair game to make the world a better place. So, Mm -hmm. Like, I, 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 I don't disagree with that characterization of him. And Jean Grey basically saying, like, is this what we've really been fighting for this whole time? Like, is this what we made? And I get, like, that is the core of the thrust of the series. And somehow they finish the argument in prose. Yeah, completely taking away from what would have probably been a very impactful scene. They just said, and then they finished the argument and Beast was kind of sad. Right. The end. But they did finish with two pages of Jean Grey, probably originally drawn naked, but then a comp, but then a bathing suit was drawn in in post, uh, hanging out with Wolverine in the hot springs of Krakoa after the mission to tell him that he that she's quitting, and the two of them get all cuddly. They've definitely been like playing with the idea that uh, Jean Grey and Wolverine are back together. <laughs> um, that everyone everyone in Krakoa is basically with everybody else, like. Not couples, but like triples and quads and like very polyamorous living. The idea being that this island is going to produce a generation of hyper-powered beings. Yeah, well, I mean, like, if everyone's a, a mutant, then like, duh. Yeah, that's, that's some concentrated baby making. Yeah. That was literally the whole point of Mr. Sinister. It's why he's there. <laughs> it's definitely like when they're doing the House of X, Powers of X stuff, and towards the end of that series, they're basically like, have a party! And Apocalypse is like, no, 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 no. Like, the early in the X-Men books, after House of X, Powers of X, and Apocalypse is like, some of the greatest mutants to ever exist are going to be created on this island. And it's like, yeah, I guess. I guess, the way they're doing it. Um, but yeah, so, we definitely get to see Wolverine and Jean Grey laying around in a hot tub together. But we don't see Jean Grey make Beast cry. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> like, I guess whatever you want to watch more, like one of them is definitely more important. That's right. Like, the whole point of this book is like, what lines are you willing to cross to protect this thing that you're building? But we definitely made sure we had probably naked Jean Grey. Like, they do the thing where the hair covers the boobs, but then they clearly drew in like a bathing suit between the the hair. And it's like, mm-hmm. yeah, that's not what was written in the script. That clearly wasn't what that was, but okay. They go out of the way to not show anatomy. Like, the way she stands conceals anatomy. Like, mm-hmm. it's obvious what was written and then what made it through editorial. Right. <laughs> and you know what didn't make it through editorial? 
The fact that she made Beast cry was <laughs> apparently off screen. I don't, I don't understand who approved that. Like, oh. it drives me crazy. It's definitely, yeah, it just drives me crazy. All right, we're gonna jump out to a break. When we come back, we got more Nerd Thing Radio coming your way. The Adventure Begins Comics, Games, and More is open on 1488 at 525 Woodland Square Boulevard. With comics, games, and everything nerd-related, The Adventure Begins is the one-stop nerd shop. On Saturdays, they alternate between having Yu-Gi-Oh! and Pokemon. And coming up, they also have cosplay crafting and trivia nights and BYOB nights. They're currently offering a 10% discount for limited time, which will be valid for as long as you grab your books every month. Hey, Conros, it's Corey TLG of Nerd Thug Radio, hanging out here, just enjoying my quarantine time at home, and I hope everyone else is doing the same, social distancing and minding their manners and listening to the orders while we get all this health stuff, health crisis straightened out and get this pandemic under control. I hope everyone's doing their part to flatten the curve, but doing their part also means supporting small businesses. Local businesses here in Conroe, uh, restaurants, things of that nature that have been able to stay open, they require the support of their community, so takeouts. Uh, is a good option to do. So reach out to those places, order some takeout food if you can afford it and if it's reasonable. Uh, I'm not asking anyone to risk their health, but this, the community has always relied on the, itself to support itself. And this is one of those times where as Conroe, we can stand up together and take care of small businesses and entrepreneurs who've been taking care of us this whole time, helping Montgomery County grow into one of the fastest growing counties in all of America. Uh, thank you very much and stay safe. and Stay tuned for more Nerd Thug Radio. This is Rudy Townjanovich, and welcome to Nerd Thug Radio. Welcome back to Nerd Thug Radio, right here on 104.5, 106.1, the sister station. And we're streaming worldwide at IRLoneStar.com. Of course, little brother Nico and myself coming to you live on this uh, Monday edition of, on this Friday edition of Nerd Thug Radio. Um, man, I'm just... I'm just crazy. Monday, Friday. Who even knows what day it is anymore? What what is what are weekdays anyway? What what is time? Um <laughs> my one of my friends, we were talking about some stupid like anime science. Uh because Already? there's a character that Already can erase conversation. Right, because there's a character that can like erase space. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> like the feel like like it's a it's a like a swipe of the hand erases something and then like because of the way the universe works it like compresses itself so it puts itself back together tries to like correct itself you know because it doesn't exist anymore. So like, <laughs> and so we were talking about it and then I was like, oh, so theoretically, if he did it enough times, he could travel through time because time and space are woven together. It's a fabric. <laughs> And he was like, what? Written. You know, and he's like, no, it wouldn't, because time is just, I was like, no, because time's affected by gravity. Yeah, and there's no space. Time's a real, time's a physical thing you can interact with. Uh, that is what they say in the Christopher Nolan film Interstellar. So, by that logic, you can travel through time if you erase enough of something. If you erase enough space, you can go through time. I mean, I suppose... If you could erase space, yes. Well, they even say, I mean, that's what the uh, that's what the wormhole principle is, right? An Einstein Rosenstein bridge or whatever they call it. Yep. That's that's 
where gravity becomes so dense that it literally punches a hole through time? I mean, there you go. See? Anime you were, science. You were going high-end physics on them. Yeah. Um, God. I'm just going to fly <laughs> on the wall listening to that conversation between you two just duds. <laughs> <laughs> and then just on the car ride to my house. Like, that was looking... It's like you ordered a Whopper and then somebody was a physicist. Um, I mean, if that doesn't describe, like, modern technology and what it accomplished, I don't know what does. <laughs> what it describes is every, uh, everyone goes through that period where they ingest, we'll call them vitamins, and has the stupid conversations that later they can never get back. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we live in and, that society. And that conversation sounds a lot like that. <laughs> Before we get too far into anything, though, I do want to remind everybody that we are still giving away a PlayStation, uh, Xbox, or Nintendo Switch. Uh, capping it at $300, winner's choice. The only way you can win it is by being an awesome fan, by screen capping yourself, liking, sharing with an encouraging note, subscribing, or reviewing Nerd Thug Radio on any of the internet platforms that they're available on. And they're available on a lot of them. Uh, email yep. the screenshots to nerdthugradio at gmail.com. Each screenshot's an entry, unlimited entries. I don't care how many times you enter. Someone's winning a console. It could be you. It should be you. So like, share, subscribe, review, screen grab, email, win. Truth. There it is. Uh, Nico, go ahead and tell everybody about The Adventure Begins, comics, games, and more. The Adventure Begins, comics, games, and more. Our lovely sponsors are open and per... Uh, regulation, you are required to wear a face mask if you do want to come inside. However, if you don't feel comfortable or aren't feeling well, they still do have curbside and delivery options available if you want to be extra cautious. And they've got uh, they've several events continuing throughout the month, but free comic book summer. It's here. Uh, come in to the store, get your free stuff. They put up new things every Wednesday. Uh, and this goes all the way through September 9th, so this is a huge, long event. And you get a little passport, and you get your free stuff. And at the very end, you can turn in. Not only do you get all those free, uh, all these free goodies, we also get loyalty points that you can use for either private rooms or discounts. So it's just a great way. Free stuff, free discounts. What more could you ask for? The adventure begins. Come see you more. Great staff, well lit, absolutely clean and family friendly. Come on down. We are open. That's right. Right there on 1488. Uh, they're holding on to my books for me. That's how it works, and it's how it could work for you, too. Um, they're awesome. They're great people. They're wonderful to work with. Uh, their ad is featured in Another Day at the Office, which is at printers right now, getting ready the first issue to uh, debut, the first issue of the new miniseries. And uh, there's an Adventure Begins ad in that book, so check that out. Yeah. Keep an eye out for that little goodie. Um, so we don't have a ton of time left, I suppose. About 10 minutes. By yeah, around there. Yeah, about that. All right. Um, so, man, we've kind, of, we've kind of been all over the place today. We covered some Zack Snyder. We covered comic books. Um, let's do this. Do you want to, you want to talk about your conspiracy theories? You, you, you... Oh, yeah. <laughs> We had this interesting, started this interesting conversation. I said, "Okay, okay, wait, 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 wait. Let's let's just get into this on the air." So I said that, like, 
the granddaddy of conspiracy theories is the Kennedy assassination. Right, yeah, this is the one where it's, you know, 42 angels, 42 angles. 42 angels, oh man. It was, uh, an, onion, it was an onion article. <laughs> that's funny. Uh, so the magic bullets, Grassy Knoll, second shooter, Lee Harvey Oswald isn't Lee Harvey Oswald. This, uh, he gets assassinated. Did Cubans did it, the CIA did it, the, the FBI did it, the government did it, uh, aliens did it. Um, yeah, like there's no end to the conspiracies, right? And it gets like it gets farther and farther out, but like you recognize where like you cross the line between like okay, that definitely happened to maybe not to okay, probably not to this would be crazy, right? If and so, I man, when I was younger, I was I loved a good conspiracy theory, I loved a good one, and I, and I still love uh crypto animals and things of that nature. Um, I, I yeah. You've I met cryptozoologists. Know. You've literally met them. That's true. I have met monster hunters. That one guy's just living the life, I'm telling you. I don't even want to get too sidetracked. But all he's doing is traveling the country, playing rock music, hunting monsters, and making making movies and books. Like, that guy's got the life. Uh, that could be you. You could become the next Bigfoot hunter. I gotta join a band, man. That's the next step. Uh... <laughs> Call it the Bigfoot hunters. <laughs> The hunters, um, but <laughs> but I, you know, what really changed for me when it comes to conspiracy theories is uh, when people started going like, "Oh, we didn't really land on the moon." Um, to me, that's just intellectually lazy. Like, it downplays the absolute, like, that's like peak achievement. Yeah, like you're downplaying probably one of the sickest things ever. The time that. America flexed on the world so hard we dunked on Russia on the moon. Like, Right. And then people are like, oh, well, we didn't really go. Well, first of all, you can shoot a laser into the sky and it comes back because we went. Yeah. There's literally a reflective plate that we left on the moon as physical proof that, that you on Earth could interact with to prove that we landed on the moon. You can't just shoot the laser anywhere. If you shoot it into space, it never comes back. If you shoot it at the reflective plate on the moon... It returns. That is firm, hard proof that Americans landed on the moon and put that plate there. The end. Science. And then people are like, oh, well, it was filmed in a Hollywood studio. Uh, And, like, that always just kind of annoyed me because it's not how it works. Like, we didn't have that kind of, okay, whatever. Well, then um, Adam Ruins Everything did literally a 30 second short because it's not even worth the whole episode which is what I really love Adam ruins everything does a great job of like spending time on big topics and then just just completely just blowing you off when you're worthless uh, and they literally do a YouTube two minute video about why we definitely landed on the moon and it's got one thing to do with something that we that I never would think about and didn't realize it wasn't possible to fake the lighting of the moon landing at that time. Oh, huh. Um, we couldn't CG stuff back then. And there's something about because of where the sun is that the lines are all parallel. Like we wouldn't be able to do that with like technology we have exactly. or would have been available. Right. They would have needed like an entire wall of sun lamps to, to create that effect instead of like one light. So the wall of lights would have been more than the cost of the entire production of faking the moon landing. 
essentially would have to build like a fake sun experience in the studio. Which, I mean, genuinely, we can't even do that now. <laughs> right. So, once that was pointed out, I was like, okay, well, there you go. Like, bef- the science in me already knew that we were there because we could just shoot the refractive laser plate and it comes back. The end. But then, like, the dummy in me is like, well, there you go. You can't even, like, it's not even possible to fake yeah, like it's like double disproves it. Like, yeah, obviously we've done it, but also you couldn't even affect it if you tried. Right. But then it goes even further now, and now we've gotten to the point where it's like uh G five caused coronavirus because of radiation. Right, yeah, five G. It's like, well, the maps look similar. And it's like the the lack of like and, and like I, I use this example where like early con- like early conspiracy theories are like a plus B equals C, which could imply D or E. And now it's like because X is true, then so is Q. Like it doesn't like nothing makes nothing right. correlates. Right. The reason the five G maps are there is because that's where the populations are, and that that's population five G to the most people is building it in population centers. Like duh one oh one. Yeah, and it's like, wow, populated areas are more at risk for a contagious disease, who would have guessed? Right. I'm sorry that no one in, you know, literal nowhere Wisconsin haven't, you know, like, gotten the coronavirus or 5G yet. They just live a sad life. Somebody the other day was bragging about South Dakota because they did no, like, lockdown, no quarantine, none of that, and their numbers are great. And it's like, are their numbers great? Because five cases is probably 10% of all of South Dakota's population. Like, Right. There's literally more people in a section of our city than the entire state of South Dakota. Uh, there's probably at times more people just in a building in Texas. Yeah. Definitely more people on the freeway. Oh, yeah. Not even close. Uh, but like I'm thinking of like the Exxon Mobil Tower right here in Houston. North. Oh, yeah. There's so many people live. There's so many people are there. 15,000? That's probably more than the amount of people who live in South Dakota right now. Yeah. Or probably at least that live in the capital of South Dakota. Oh, no, for sure. So this uh, this weird idea that, like, oh, well, if you look at the maps, they totally correlate. So obviously that's what happened. It's like, mm, no. And that's not even, like, so, like, part of the coolness of conspiracies, and I, I don't want to say that, like, sentence ever again, but <laughs> it's like... <laughs> But it's, it's like, they're complex enough, and, like, obviously this isn't true for the ones that are, like, obviously, like, way out there, but the ones that are, like, you could potentially see it, right? Like, there's a world where that definitely happened that way, right. and, like, there's, like, thought and effort, like, it's not, like, map equals map so true, like, that's, it's not even, like, it's not even effort, like, you don't even, it took 48 seconds to make that. Yeah. Well, and, but people believe it, and like we had a guy, I had a guy uh, somewhere. I don't, I don't want to even want to say where I was at. But the guy basically goes, uh, "I'm former armed service, and I'm trained in nuclear radiation because I worked on the reactors in the submarines." First of all, I used to live with a guy who worked on the reactors on a battleship. Uh, they don't train you about radiation; they just taught him what not to do. Like, yeah. Don't push this. It will literally kill everyone. Okay, they're, thanks. They're not going to spend six years going to the U to get a, like a doctorate in physics. So like this guy's already full of it. And I know that, but there's no reason to go into it. 
Um, and so then we kind of like he just spirals into how like the radiation's not good for anything and blah blah blah. And then I just but five G causes coronavirus clearly. Right, obviously. And, you know, did you know that the sun also causes cancer? <laughs> well, that would, I mean, doesn't it? It does. Yeah, it definitely it does. does. Okay. All right. It made me nervous every second. I was like, wait, what? Yeah, um, no, but my point being, like, yeah, radiation will, will do harm to you, but you have to, like, Oh, duh. yeah, radiation will, yes, but I, he was That's not what 5G is. Cell phone radiation will do it. Yeah, and, like, Okay. I, I always tease people like, yeah, that's probably why they put speakerphone on phones and do the Bluetooth thing is so that we don't hold phones directly into our brains, but I'm not that worried. Yeah, we'll, we'll be fine. We'll be, I don't know about, I don't know what we'll be, there's a million other things that are going to kill me first. Oh yeah, no, for sure. Don't, don't get me wrong. Like the world is definitely ending and we're all going to die, but. Plus right. according to you, not that many people even like me, so it's not like I'm even on my phone. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> uh, you're not even supposed to agree with that, and you totally did. But uh, if you go to the, uh, if you're ever in Dallas, one one cool, fun donation based thing to do is to go to the Assassination Museum. It's set in the books. It's set in the book repository where allegedly Oswald shot him. Mm-hmm. And I think it's even set in those rooms, if I remember correctly. See, they have a whole memorial to it. Why is Dallas the worst city? They killed the president. They did kill the president, and they do have a memorial to it. It's a museum. It's an assassination museum. Uh, it is interesting, though. But when you get to, like, so they do as much fact as possible, and then the, I really, this is the whole reason they even have the museum, is the conspiracy wall, and it's, like, oh, all yeah. the different theories and the and the string and all the crazy, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, and my favorite one was that Lee Harvey Oswald isn't Lee Harvey Oswald. Yeah, why would he be? That's stupid. Well, it's it's sort of interesting, and part of it's probably just poor record keeping, or maybe he grew. But the man who oh right, like he's like a different height, right? He's a different height, weight, and he doesn't look exactly the same as in the early pictures. Like the guy in the pictures at the end doesn't match the doesn't match the picture in the passport so great, but then like height, weight, and hair color are all different. Yeah, ooh, you know, like, see, like, that that's a conspiracy. It's like... And, like, he went to Russia, like, uh, I guess, like, six months or a year before the assassination. So, I think the fun theory is that the really Harvey Oswald was killed in Russia and replaced because they wanted the passport to send over the assassin. Like, see, like, that's a conspiracy theory. It's not just map equal map. That's... That's a good one, right? Like, that's yeah. a real... Conspiracy. Like, they that looks enough like Lee Harvey Oswald like, they wouldn't stop him. Yeah, the passport would still would still hold up. Right. Yeah, like, that's a good one. But, uh... And then he gets killed so that he doesn't have to testify so it's not obvious that he's Russian. Uh, right. Genius. Jack Ruby kills him. And then it turns out that, like, the weird thing is Jack Ruby and Lee Harvey Oswald worked out of the same building. In New Orleans, buildings have different addresses depending on what side of the corner you're on. Oh, that's weird. Yeah, and so it, it actually is a fact. I think it's from the – they even talk about it in the Roger in the uh, Oliver Stone movie that Kevin Costner does about JFK's assassination. He's, like, trying to solve it. Uh-huh. And, and the building that Jack Ruby 
works in is basically one side of the corner and the other side of the same building, but the other side of the corner is where Lee Harvey Oswald worked. That's crazy. Yeah. Um, well, I guess we're out of time. That's a good, that's a good way to end the show though. That's a cool thing. Uh, so with all that being said, everybody, thanks for listening. On behalf of Little Brother Nico, on behalf of Adventure Begins, Comics, Games, and more, on behalf of myself, same Nerd Thug time, same Nerd Thug channel, stay safe, stay clean, stay friendly, stay happy, wash your hands, wear a mask, fight the power, Black Lives Matter. Thank you very much, guys. The Adventure Begins, Comics, Games, and More is open on 1488 at 525 Woodland Square Boulevard. With comics, games, and everything nerd-related, The Adventure Begins is the one-stop nerd shop. On Saturdays, they alternate between having Yu-Gi-Oh! and Pokemon. And coming up, they also have cosplay crafting and trivia nights and BYOB nights. They're currently offering a 10% discount for limited time, which will be valid for as long as you grab your books every month. Hey, Conros, this is Corey DLG of Nerd Thug Radio, hanging out here, just enjoying my quarantine time at home, and I hope everyone else is doing the same, social distancing and minding their manners and listening to the orders while we get all this health stuff, health crisis straightened out and get this pandemic under control. I hope everyone's doing their part to flatten the curve, but doing their part also means supporting small businesses. Local businesses here in Conroe, uh, restaurants, things of that nature that have been able to stay open, they require the support of their community, so takeouts. Uh, is a good option to do. So reach out to those places, order some takeout food if you can afford it and if it's reasonable. Uh, I'm not asking anyone to risk their health, but this, the community has always relied on the, itself to support itself. And this is one of those times where as Conroe, we can stand up together and take care of small businesses and entrepreneurs who have been taking care of us this whole time, helping Montgomery County grow into one of the fastest growing counties in all of America. Uh, thank you very much and stay safe and stay tuned for more Nerd Thug Radio. Hi, this is Kevin Smith, former Dallas Cowboy, Texas A&M Aggie as well. And I want to say what's up to Nerd Thug Radio.